Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Peace Talks. I'm Eric. I'm Heather. And we're talking about whatever Eric wants to talk about today, because he's not telling me. You just, woke it, you just went right through there that fast? You didn't do any banter again before? Okay, fine. What do you want to banter about? How was your week? How's your, how's your week going? Uh, I'm in a musical. Yes. Yes. Uh, as part of my school, it's one of the high school musicals. I'm excited about it. I've never uh, done musical theater before, so it's a lot of fun. I did some theater in high school. Eric Snarling, do you not like musicals? I actually like like one or two musicals. That's about it. Yeah, I know you usually hate musicals because you feel like the singing doesn't make sense in the context of the show. That depends. That's all you're talking about, the, the TV show Glee, yes. Or like the high school musical show. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense either. Like, make it, like, <laughs> are we just all okay with people singing? And they made they made that an SNL skit when he hosted one year. He's like, what are you doing? It's like, people don't. People don't just like start singing randomly, yeah. Yes, nobody does that. Unless you're like in a weird... Musical. Not to be a musical. You can also <laughs> do it at a, some kind of art school. Coachella. They probably do that thing. Coachella. Why would do it at Coachella? I don't know. Yeah. I think people sing at Coachella. Yes, actual singers, not yeah. actual other people. I, I'm sure audience members also sing at Coachella. Yeah. So, uh, what's going on in your week? Nothing. Nothing. This is our great banter, you guys. This is our great banter. What have you been reading well, lately? Nothing, I, I don't read. What? I finished The House of Salt and Sorrow. Uh, pleasantly surprised, I did like it. Let's see, I've also started a new book by Forna, The Eternal Ones. It's the third book in the trilogy of The Gilded Ones, and I'm enjoying it. I really liked The Gilded Ones. It's YA stuff. It is YA stuff. That stands for young adult, if you don't know what that is. How would they not know what that is? I don't know. Some people might not know. That's true. Hello, listeners in countries where they don't they use have, YA. Yeah, they might not have YA novels. It'll be called something else. Yeah, that's true. But I read a lot of other serious stuff that's... Too much of a bummer to read. Too much of a bummer. Or just like incredibly factually accurate. Eh. I don't know. I recently finished Hidden Potential by Adam Grant, and I really like Adam Grant's writing. I don't know who that is. <laughs> He's the author of Think Again. You remember when I was reading nope, Think Again? I don't remember that either. I don't know any of these book titles either that you're mentioning. Okay. I'm well, not a well-read person, apparently. That's weird because you're a librarian. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it just means you're surrounded by books constantly. They're pretty much phasing all those out. But so. you also have access to YouTube, so yeah. why wouldn't you do that? Are you watching yeah. anything new on YouTube? No. No? Not any people cleaning rugs or mowing no. lawns? That's that's on YouTube. That's yeah. not on YouTube. They do that. That's quick they TikTok did on TikTok too. too. TikTok too now. Yeah. All right. I think that's enough banter. <laughs> we don't have any <laughs> banter about anything. We don't have any like. You're not giving me anything to banter about. Nope. It's your fault. How? You were supposed to come up with the banter. You didn't tell me that. I did it. You should have told me that beforehand. You're supposed then to then read by bye. Read your Yo, mind. Bye, be like, what do you want to banter about? Yeah, nothing. You got pajama pants. Yeah, like yeah, we both are pants. wearing pajama pants. It was cold today, which is weird because it's going to be super hot this week. It was like 80 degrees, 87 yeah. degrees on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, and it was like down to 20 this morning, 28 this that morning. That happens. Oh, it shouldn't. Well. It's weird. Okay, you ready for our topic today? <laughs> okay, what's our topic today? It is the 1999 sci-fi comedy classic Galaxy Quest. Yeah, I love that movie. That's it. We're going to talk call. about that. Yeah. yeah, that's a really fun movie. It's I'm, a great uh, movie. I'm not as much of a Trekkie as some other people, but my uh, I'm, I'm a family Trekkie of Trekkies. Yeah. Uh, we were a TNG family, the yep. next generation. Yep. I also love Deep Space Nine. So when they came out with Galaxy Quest, I was super psyched because it's, it's funny. Oh. It's making fun of a lot of the people that got way too seriously into Trek that culture. Are, that are still there. They're, they're still, still exist. there. They're, they still, they're still around. They're great. 
That's it's fine. fine. It's fine. It used to be not fine. It's like, you're such a nerd. You're a geek. Let's make fun of you for liking a show. Well, there, it's, <laughs> I, there's sometimes people, I do think people take it too far. Yeah, sometimes. some people take it way too seriously. Or it's when like, they talk I know about, it's for them, it's escape and probably having fun, but it's like. They're, they're talking about like how engineering, da, 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 and this isn't possible. And they put this on the wrong level and you're like, calm down. Yeah, man, people that are TV super show. like, yeah, factually accurate. Like there's, there's a bunch of shows that ask that question. Yeah, my, my sister loved to nitpick is what it was called. Well, this nitpicking nit- into nitpicking. the. Details. Sci-fi, which is it, which is science it's fiction, like it's which fiction. isn't real. It's supposed to be it's fiction. not real. You know, um, I recently finished reading Sorrowland, and I didn't like that book very much. It's very well written, so I'm not attacking the author in any way. It's a very well written book, but I just felt like they required you to suspend your belief too much. Like okay. they're hit a point where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm out of this universe that you've created because it's it's too far. You've gone too far into the fiction where I no longer buy into the character as a believable character. And one thing that I liked about the TNG and Deep Space Nine is that the characters had their limits and their flaws, and they kept that throughout the whole time. So, Except for Data. Yeah. Data was a robot. Data was an android. But then he did have some weird character developments, though. So no, yeah. that was not right, what I just said. <laughs> so let's talk about Galaxy Quest. Yes. They're making fun of all of these fun Trekkie people. They're not making it, fun of them. It is a love it, letter to them. They're it's playing a love homage. letter in a comedy way. I think, I think, well, I think the, the reason why is because they're not. They're, they're doing it with such sincerity Yeah, is what it is. It's sincere. Yes. Okay. It is very sincere. So again, Galaxy Quest is a cult classic now. It wasn't a big hit when it first came out, but I remember watching it in theaters. Talk about that later. It was released in 1999, directed by Dean Parasot. He hasn't done a whole lot of directing other than some other things that I didn't like, so I'm not even going to mention them. One thing that I will mention, which, um, sorry if I'm stealing your thunder here, one of the great things that they did for this movie was they used three different types of film. They had the kind of regular film for when the characters were just... Actually, let me... You know what? You talk about the show and then I'm No, that's about fine. Why. I was just yeah. talking about it because I was... Well, that's part of the stuff too. Yeah, but let's talk about the plot okay. so know what it's about. We don't need to know about... Okay, that's not, it's a, we're not going to go way... Well, you probably... Cause we're going to spoil probably will. a lot of scenes that I love. Basically, the entire story Spoiling is... Spoiling a 25-year-old movie. Yeah. It is, it, <laughs> it's a 25-year-old It would be 25 Christmas Day because it came out December 25th, 1999 yeah. is when it premiered. Okay, so basically... You have a group of actors that were on mm-hmm. a sci-fi TV show like Star Trek, but it was called Galaxy Quest, mm-hmm. mid-80s, got canceled. They're basically a bunch of washed-up actors that are doing yeah. comic cons or fan cons. Yeah, they, they do got now. hugely just, famous, and they have this yeah. you know, fan-based following, following yeah. of mm-hmm. people who absolutely loved their characters, but now as actors, they can't get any other work other than to show up at all of these yep. conventions and wave at their fans and to continue to wear these outfits. And yep. so, Tim so Al- basically yeah. they're actors. Yeah. Tim Allen plays Jason Nesmith. Who's like, he played the commander in the show. So he's like third leader because he's mm-hmm. the one that got paid the most. Yeah. He was like the that. highest paid actor on the show. Yeah. And um, so the big main storyline actors, they're at a comic convention and these alien, the, I guess you know what I'm saying, these, they look like they're dressed up as like cosplayers yeah, that came in. That's costume players for people that don't know what cosplayers are. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they come in and he's like, oh, could you join? And then he gets, he, he it's only him first. Mm-hmm. So then he thinks it's like a, uh, just a, a gig, yeah. a regular showing and they'll pay him somebody. He's like, cool, I'll go. And he goes. And it turns out because he, he was he got drunk the night before, so he, yeah, he, he was wakes super up. Hungover. He's like he's on the alien ship. He doesn't even realize. He it. doesn't remember the trip up to the alien ship. Yeah, because the whole point is these guys were aliens, and that 
they base their entire civilization on their uh, television show, believing it's real. Yes. So it's like this is so all all of the media that yeah, humanity it's has like been way projecting behind, it's way be, into space yeah, it's way behind, was yeah. watched by this alien culture yeah. who thinks all of it is factual. All TV shows that so, they saw were are real. Yeah, they believed all of it was real, so they based a lot of their technological development and behaviors off of the show. And they're Galaxy not very they're, they're very innocent, so they don't know yeah. they don't know they're they, they're. A lot of things, because uh, they're, they're basically like maybe like little kid yeah. aliens. So yeah, it's like, they, they, they don't they don't understand what they don't know what lying was and stuff about like the that. concept yep. of lying, lying and yeah. everything like that. Uh, hilarity ensues, and then yes. everything gets resolved at the end. Yes. Okay. So, so basically, there's a, there is a villain. Yeah. There's the, a whole bunch of stuff. We'll probably talk about most of the movie anyway. When we yeah, start we're probably going to talk, talk but about the But I don't really need movie. to go into the plot that much. Let's okay. go over and talk about the actors. Talk about the actors. Okay, you got Tim Allen. Yes. He plays uh, Jason Nesmith, who is Commander Peter Quincy Taggart. So I'm going to be saying all these names. Tim with Allen. Their, yes. With <laughs> their actor name in the show and then their character name from the show. Yes. Sigourney Weaver played Gwen DeMarco, Lieutenant Tawny Madison, Alan Rickman as is Alexander Dane, who played Dr. Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Love Alan Rickman. Yep, he's, he's great. Tony Shalhoub as Fred Kwan. Oh, yep, that's his that's his actor name. Mm-hmm. Played Tech Sergeant Chen, and then Sam Rockwell as as Guy. Yeah, Crewman Number Six, and then uh, Daryl Mitchell played Tommy Weber, Lieutenant Laredo, the kid that basically drove the ship. Yes. All right, and that's, that's awesome. Yes. And you also got Enrico Calatoni plays Mathazar, that's the leader of the Thermians. That's pretty much it. Besides Robin Sachs, who plays the the, the major uh, villain General Saris. Everybody else, bit characters. Mm-hmm. It's a great little Justin Long. It's, this is his film debut. Yeah. As Brandon, along with Rain Wilson from The Office, who played Dwight. He's in this, He had a bigger role, but got cut because he was so oh. nervous. This was his first feature film as well. Okay. So he was super nervous, and they cut out most of his stuff because he kept flubbing his lines oh, over no. and over again. So <laughs> that's why he always says, like, hi in the limo, and then he's gone. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well. It's an awesome movie. I suggest you all watch it if you yeah, haven't go, seen it yet. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. It, it is yeah. a really, really fun film. Yeah, because it clearly parodies... The science fiction stuff, and then, and then you know Star Trek yeah. phenomenon went, went out there, and then there's also a lot of heart. There's a lot of heart and a lot of details to it that people, you know, you have to watch it a second time to pick up the details. One of the things that I was going to talk about before we got into wanting to talk about the plot, yeah, and the actors was the director used three different types of film, which is part of what made this so incredibly difficult. I don't know if it was the director. Uh, could have been the director. It could have been the director. Could have been somebody else. I'm pretty sure as well. I, I, I don't know. If I, I'm going on the same language as mm-hmm. you because like what you're talking about is the special effects they used mm-hmm. and, and the visual effects. Because one of the things that they did because back in the you know early late 70s, early 80s mm-hmm. when they did all those sci-fi like yeah. ba- Battlestar Galactic was it on Battlestar Galactic? Yeah, yeah. old yeah. ones. <laughs> and and uh, they used practical effects. Yes. So they did practical effects on the stuff that was made in the 80s, and then mm-hmm. they did the CGI for the stuff that was like the, the visual effects they used in the actual movie, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So they had used a the type of film that you would normally see for TV shows, um, and then once the actors start to realize that they are actually in space and they're actually dealing with real aliens, they change the type of film to the wider framed movies, and it's supposed to be like an expansion of the universe for the actors that now they suddenly realize aliens exist whereas before they didn't think aliens existed at the beginning of the movie yeah and they kind of and it's really like and i do like the fact they don't waste the time of them processing it yeah because it'd be a lot longer yeah it'd be a lot like like two seconds later we're good 
And yeah. it's like, we're, we're like, what? Like Tony Schlub's character is like, oh, this is awesome. Well, that's, well, that's yeah. because he's stoned. That <laughs> he's stoned the, the whole point. That's the whole point. Is, his character is stoned Yeah, that was, it was hilarious. supposed to be a PG-13 movie, but I think they ended up making it a PG. But, so they cut out a lot of like, he's, like, yeah. he's obviously the stoner guy. That's yeah. why he's always eating. And he has a very nonchalant attitude about everything that's yeah, going on, he's, which is he's awesome. very calm about, yeah. all right, we're fighting aliens now. Yeah, and he's like, like I, got, cool. goes, I got an idea to yeah, fight this rock monster. It's great. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. But yeah. So, um, oh, Missy Pyle, who also plays the, the, the woman alien. I think mm-hmm. she's the only woman. Is it mo- she's was, the only woman alien because there was the only ma- one female on the crew. Was there only one female yeah. alien? Yeah. There was only one female alien. So that makes sense. And there was only one female all on the, the crew because so, everybody else was made. But everybody else died because Ceres blew up their planet or whatever. Like yeah. And everybody else too, which I thought was weird. But yeah, yeah. that makes sense now. I totally didn't get that. Yeah. All right. So so this was actually voted starred by Star Trek fans. It's voted the seventh best Star Trek film of all time. <laughs> and it's not a Star Trek movie. It's not a Star Trek movie. But it's But, great. That's, but that's the whole point. It's like it's, it is a Star Trek movie. Yes. Because that was, that was where we're actually... It was the, made for Star Trek Yeah, fans. the writers of the show, one of them, uh, Mark Howard, I think his name is, he, when he was writing the script, he was watching a, a, a trailer came on with Leonard Nimoy in Star Trek, and then he just mm-hmm. thought about it. He's like, what, well, you know, he said how they're pigeonholed now into yeah. the roles that they played that one time on television, mm-hmm. and they have to deal with it. And it's yeah. like, and he thought that he wrote it himself. People that look over, oversee movies, they didn't like his script. Aww. So they got Bob Gordon to help punch it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually read it, it, made more sense, and it was a lot funnier. And uh, because there was a lot of, it was taken more seriously. It was, like, it was yeah. good, but it was like it's like so. This, 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 it was Bob Gordon made it more fun with the with stuff with the jokes, the jokes with the with the catching the Easter eggs, the little things. I that, guess yeah, well yeah. yeah, all the callbacks to other references to other movies. So it was a lot of fun. They did do a lot of fun things with the props. I loved how they had the communication devices. And I went to a lot of Star Trek conventions when I was in high school and younger because my dad and my sister loved it. And so did I. Let's be honest. I would go today. Yeah. And so we had the little fake communication badges that they wore on their chest. And so in this show. Com badges. Yeah. In this show, Tim Allen was given a real communicator so he could communicate with the aliens. And he's trying to show the other actors uh, like, oh, look, I have this communication device for talking to aliens and all the other actors pull out their fake ones. Oh, that's like, right. oh yeah, switch. we all, we all have, have these. We, we all, have, all have these. These are stupid. You know, yeah. it's just, why weren't you at the ribbon cutting when you said you were going to be there? And he's saying, no, they're really, this is real. It's real. You have to join me. And um, so all the other actors, you know, kind of brush him off because yeah, Tim like Allen's standing, an alcoholic yeah. jerk and yeah. he's always so rude. And well, because he, he was the star. He got yeah, the star syndrome. He got the so star syndrome. He's like, I'm better than everybody all, else. So they're all doing this for me. Yeah, they're all standing around together after Tim Allen is left. And Tony Shalhoub's character says, I think we should have just taken the job. When's the next time they're going to ask true. us to ask, act yeah, he again? Never, he's, and never, he's never asked them for anything. He's like, never asked us to act before. Like, so like, we should like, just take this job. And they're like, oh, shoot, it was an acting job. We should go take this job. And they walk up to one of the aliens, which they think is just a human missy pyle's character lalaria lalaria and and they say hey if he's going we all go we're a team and And, and, (laughs) and, (laughs) rockwell plays guys like "Eh, me too me too it is like he played he was in one episode i think episode 89 is that right yeah it's 81 maybe it's episode i don't know it's a, it's a, he episode yells it. 86 or something. Well, it's, yeah. it's in the 80s. Because I, I died yeah. in episode Maybe it's 91. Maybe it's maybe, episode no, 91. I don't know. But, yeah. but basically, if you've watched the early original Star Trek, uh, they'd always bring a red shirt. Yeah, crewman. Along, num- yeah, a crewman, crewman red shirt, in a red crewman. shirt. And he would always die. Like yep. every time they had some away mission, a crewman would always die. Yep. And so Sam Rockwell's character, who was just named Guy. Till the very end. Till the very end. Because it, it gets his character arc. 
Yes, he has a great character arc. He really does have a very. That's great. I think that's arc. one of the big draws to this movie is the, the characters are every single one of them is pretty good. Yeah, they really are. They're really good. <laughs> you talk about uh, Alan Rickman playing Doctor Lazarus oh, yes. because it's like it was very real to him because he is a Shakespearean trained actor. Yes. Playing a Shakespearean trained play, actor like who's been typecast and into that's, this that's, alien. That's role. obviously Patrick Stewart because Patrick Stewart yeah. is a Shakespearean trained yes. actor who ended up being a captain. Who on loves his craft, yep. cares about his. But craft, they know him as your Jean Luc Picard for the rest of your life. And you have to quote this line every yes. time. All Make the fans so. walk up and say this line, yep. and you have to say it to every fan over and over. And he's just so sick, he's sick of, of it. it. He's sick of it, and he's so talented, but he can't get past this typecast where he is this yep. serious. So he alien. just says it. He's like, he just says the line. He just says the line. He's but like, then, I'm not going out there and I'm not saying that stupid yes, line. he does it because they're giving but him he money. he does. Yep. Because he needs to make a living. And then that all wraps around for the, like, the, well, it's the best dramatic scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he actually means that when he says the yeah, line again. Yeah, he, he repeats the line again, but in the context, it's a very dramatic yeah. moment. And, and he really great. means it and he loves it. And, but it's still so they they bring it back to humor because after the end of this big dramatic scene where alan rickman's character does so much work to save people and then they're like he saved us he saved us just the, him he was the only one that yeah, in there he was the, the only captain one the has saved us commander like, the commander saved us yeah. like dang it it was me it wasn't the commander yeah. yeah but you know in in the original star trek the commander always got the captain always got the credit for saving people that's probably true. Yeah. yeah, I wonder why they just couldn't call him Captain. Yeah, they, no, they called him Commander. Had to be different. Has to be different for Galaxy Quest. Because it's not Star Trek. Because the they don't want to get copyrighted. Sigourney Weaver plays Gwen DeMarco, mm-hmm. who is, yeah, who's, who's Lieutenant Tawny uh, Madison in the show. Yes. And so her job was like Uhura's job from Star Trek, where she yeah. just basically was a communication specialist, but all she did was reiterate what happened what's, yeah, what the computer said what the computer said that's, that's your that's, whole that's, job that's the, that's the it's stupid thing. but i'm gonna do it it's my it's only <laughs> job it's my only job here there's a lot of great quotes in this movie there too. are and then there's a lot of like um a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that was ad-libbed mm-hmm. like the scene right when they, when they show up on the alien ship after being sucked through or whatever yeah, sitting they, in the pods they... and and um Sam Rockwell played guy screams. That wasn't scripted. <laughs> that wasn't scripted. And, he, he just and then like, what's her face? Like, you could see. Um, you can see her flinch. You can see. Oh, I don't Sigourney know if she flinches. Well, they Sigourney said you could see her react to it. Yeah. I wasn't. I haven't watched yeah. it in a while. So don't don't. If she doesn't flinch. But she reacts. Yeah, she reacts. She reacts to it. like she was surprised by the scream because yeah, cause, Sam Rockwell cause it was because it's a good scream. It's a very good. It's scream. It's a very good scream. Sam Rockwell's awesome. Job. If you know who he is, he's in a lot of movies. <laughs> Don't open the door. Is there air? That Do was, you know? That Tim Allen wrote that. <laughs> really? Tim Allen wrote that line because they didn't say anything. It's like, what is, it, is the air going to be breathable? So that's what uh, that's yeah. when uh, Sam Rockwell and uh, Tony <laughs> Shalhoub. I want to play. All the, I want to see all the other shows the characters play on, but we already passed it. Okay, what what are you talking about? Like Tony Shalhoub was Adrian Monk and, uh-huh. and Antonio Scarpacci on Wings. Yeah, got Sam Rockwell. He's been like George W. Bush in movies. He's yeah. been in Iron Man Two. He's been he was a uh, Wild Bill in The Green Mile. He's mm-hmm. he's awesome character actor. Yeah, so just watch a movie called Moon. That's a really good movie. I haven't seen that one. Moon's good. Um, that's sci-fi too. We talked about Alexander. Alexander. That's not. That's the characters. Alexander Dade is is Alan Rickman. Who plays uh, Doctor? He was in Die Hard. Die Hard, obviously, that was his first movie. He was in Harry Potter. For those of you who are younger out there, yeah, Harry Potter. Snape, Snape, Professor Snape. In case you're not familiar with who these actors are, yeah, and I don't really have anything on Daryl Mitchell who played the adult. There was they wanted the second choice was like David Allen Greer. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's one of the things: Harold Ramis was supposed to direct this movie. Okay. They they made Tim Allen the star, and he didn't like that, so he left the project. Yeah. I hear Tim Allen was really hard to work with. Eh, I don't know. I, I've heard that 
but we don't know because we've never worked with Tim I never Allen. worked with Tim Allen. N- none of we're not famous yeah. in any way. And he was a TV show actor first when he did this movie. And yeah. Really, this is probably my favorite Tim Allen role that he does mm-hmm. in all of his movies. That's it. Hands down, the best role he's done. It's, it's a fun film. Yeah, it really yeah. is a very fun film. Yeah. Daryl Metro, who played Tommy Weber, he was actually uh, in a motorcycle accident in like 2001, and he uh, ended up paralyzed. So he's in a wheelchair now, a kid who played mm-hmm. Tommy, so he doesn't walk around anymore. He still acts. He's yeah, in some other that's stuff. that's good. But yeah, he's in a wheelchair. Okay. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Sad. Actors are human people. Yeah. Talk about Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Galaxy Quest. The Galaxy Quest and what? The characters... Do you have any favorite scenes? Who's your favorite character? Ooh. Right. <laughs> I like Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. But I like Tony Shalhoub in general. I like him as yeah. an actor. I yeah. really loved Monk. Um, yeah, he was. He didn't even want to do the movie either, really. He's like, okay, I'll do it. And that's why I was part I of really it. like Sam Rockwell's character. Sam Rockwell's the best. He definitely I, has the best character arc. Yes. I think, being, I think Sam Rockwell's going to be my, my favorite that's character probably, arc. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I like Dr. Lazarus, though, too. Yeah. Uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman's character is awesome. That whole whole deal. Yeah, but his character doesn't change much throughout the film, though. What are you talking about? It totally changes. Well, no, I guess it just means that he has a meaning behind his stuff. <laughs> that there's meaning, be- he, meaning behind his he stuff. He learns to better appreciate his life as yeah. this character. Do you have any favorite spots you got? Any scenes, you mean? Yes. Spots know. and scenes, same thing. Uh, I remember me watching this movie with my dad. I can't remember if it was just me and my dad. My sister, my sister might have been there. I can't remember. Hmm. Anyway, this is going to be a cuss word coming up. Okay. When clearly see Sigourney Weaver saying fuck at the chomper scene. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad and I watching it, turning each other. Goes, yeah, stop. Because clearly you see her mouth say fuck. But then she said, well, the screw that. says screw that. Yeah, it's like obviously not because they changed the rating. But it's like it's weird that they kept that part in. Yeah. Where you can totally see. So basically, in order to stop this major bomb from going off and killing everybody, yeah. they have to get to a certain room. And Omega in order to 13, get to that yeah. room, they have to jump through a bunch of chompers. And Sigourney Weaver's <laughs> like, why it, would why this we, be here? It's like, doesn't make any sense. And Tim Allen is like, because they're in the show. Yes. If it's in the show, it's in it's That's in one of the things we totally forgot to say. Is that the, the technology and everything is based off the show, but somehow that actually works. Yes. Even even though it makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. They need absolutely ber- they no need, sense. We need beryllium spheres. Here's a planet with beryllium spheres on it. It's Doesn't like there's make... just a... Ra- you can just harvest beryllium spheres. <laughs> yes. That's a thing somewhere. Oh, that that has probably some of the best jokes with, mm-hmm. the, with the, about the... Is there air you don't know? And then he goes... He goes, those are those the miners they're talking about? It's like he goes, yeah, they got me. They're like they're like four years old. He's <laughs> like, not miners, miners. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. So basically, there's a colony of some kind of alien life that mines these beryllium spheres, and they're gonna yeah. go steal. That's one, that's one. one of the. It's a great scene. And Tim Allen is diving around and rolling around. Yeah, on the and, ground. Just and like Sigourney walking, Weaver's just like just walking. walking. Does this help? Does it help you to yeah. jump around because you dropped your stuff? Yeah. And. Yeah, they they need to steal a beryllium sphere, and they do, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a fun show. And then you got the general. The villain's pretty good too. The villain's pretty good. Because that was that was one of the best scenes in the beginning. Because like he doesn't know, he thinks he's just a, you know, it's like oh that's really good makeup because they're, they're yeah. like talking to each other, and then he's like just throw a bunch of torpedoes or whatever like that. Yeah, and, just, and, just and, hit him, and, hit and him with and, anything. And had no, and he had no idea that it was this was real. Yeah. Until he gets back down there, and he's like, oh, like that's that's one of the best things because they're like squid people. That yes. take on human form. Yes. So the aliens basically wanted Tim Allen's character to negotiate on their behalf because yeah. this 
evil alien creature had been killing off their entire species. And so they... It's just a lizard man. It's, yeah, reptile. I don't some, know it's some kind of reptile alien guy. Yeah. And they call Tim Allen up there thinking, oh, he's going to be some great diplomat who's negotiating on our behalf. And Tim Allen's like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm still hungover. Yeah, uh, yeah. You guys just uh, throw everything we got at him. Hit him with all the torpedoes. Yeah. It's fine. And, um, of course... The alien ship survived the attack and is now angry and after all of the characters. So yeah, the ensuing battle is basically why they needed the whole crew to come on board the ship. Industri- what about Jason Long's it, character? It, he played Brandon. He was a kid. What does Brandon film. do? Just along with Brandon at the kid. You know what Brandon does? I don't. I do, but they don't. <laughs> you don't need to know what Brandon does. He's just a fan at the. Com- Brandon was a fan who got his communication device. That's not even the thing. He got chastised at the show. Yeah, Tim Allen yelled at him saying, this is the all show's fantasy, so fake, it's, it's not, not real. real. And then, you know, then later his on it is communication real. device got swapped with Tim Allen's. And so he can communicate with Brandon on Earth. And he's saying, Brandon, it's all real. We need your help. He's like, I knew Because it. we're going to crash this But it doesn't spaceship. make any sense, though, because I knew that it was real. It's like, do you think that they are the actors playing the <laughs> characters? Or do you think the characters are real? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know? You're like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, what you're saying? Whatever. Brandon's just a super fan who's really into it, and they're helping time the chomping and helping the crew. Yeah, because they've watched every episode religiously. They don't. They know all the all stuff. All the details. Yep. So they have, they have the they have the schematics of what it looks like inside the ship. That's why they call them down and to know when the sequences. They know for, the different theories on what the Omega Thirteen device does. Yes, because it's a matter rearranger. Yeah. So. So we're thirteen second jump into the past. That was the big cliffhanger at the, end, the end of the, the movie. At the end of the show was activate the Omega thirteen. And, and that was the final off. episode oh of my Galaxy gosh. Quest. And everyone's like, What does the Omega thirteen do? So there's all these fan theories. Yeah. And so in the movie Galaxy Quest, they actually do activate the Omega thirteen in reality. Because that because creating it from a show makes it real yes <laughs> you you're inspired by a tv show to create something actually there is that group, makes sense there is a group of scientists who um used to create things based on the bond movies you, you know james bond movies 007 yes yes so you know how james bond has all of these like little devices that help him catch criminals because he's a spy yeah spy spy gadgets spy gadgets and whatnot yeah there are there have been quite a few times in which scientists drew inspiration from that or when government agencies have asked hey the umbrella bullet thing umbrella gun yeah like the umbrella gun and there was one where there was the scene where he had this little breathing apparatus that was fairly small just fit over his mouth he could carry it in his pocket and he could go and dive underwater and do all this stuff and that seems some... fake is that real no it was fake okay it was fake <laughs> for the movie because like, like, like you can't just put a little thing some over your department nose. of justice cia spy guy was running up to the director being like hey how did you make that where, where do we get those and he's like uh well it works for as long as the actor can hold their breath because <laughs> it's just the actor holding the breath and yeah. then taking a break and then cutting the pieces of film together that's mm. yeah so but there, there has been a lot of technology. I remember, oh, I'm going to forget which one, which Bond movie it was. It was one of the ones with Pierce Brosnan where he had a car that uh, wasn't invisible, but it projected I think that's image. Goldeneye. That's probably the one after it. Yeah. The road is not enough or... Image of the car to the... Uh, projected whatever was seen on the other side of the car onto a screen on the car so it looked like it was invisible depending on where you were standing. That would make sense. Yeah. If you think about it, that's all... If you want your, your vehicle to be invisible, you just have to have a bunch of reflective mirrors on it that have the seamless... Well, no, it projects what's on the opposite side of your car to that to the opposite side so that people think they're still seeing... That's craziness. I don't think you could actually have I don't that think you could have that many screens on a car. I don't know. You seen that pixel thing in Vegas? That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yep. 
So yeah, they, that was actual technology that people were considering. So it's not invisible, but it's very well hidden. Yeah. Oh, another dramatic scene from the movie is when Sarah sends up back on the ship after being temporarily mm-hmm. damaged by the, the you know the the little battle they had without without um without the crew Tim Allen knowing mm-hmm. what exactly what he was doing. Yeah. So he's got Mathazar, and he's like he's been mm-hmm. uh, shocking him. Mm-hmm. And then he tells him that the, that the he has to tell him explain because they first they mm-hmm. know realize that this is a TV show, but he's like explain what the, what this actually he's... is to a child like a, like you would yeah. a child. And he explains it, and he's like, you can see like the hurt. And the funny is that one what, what of the back um, behind the scenes I know is that uh, Tim Allen, after done shooting, done shooting that scene, he's like, oh, I don't feel good. And then, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and, then, and, then and then Alan Rickman's like, that's called acting. It's and called just, acting because that's because that's one of the things that Alan Rickman did not like Tim Allen at all because he was yeah, a comedian, no, they did not, work. not not an actor. Yeah, but he did eventually, like yeah. you know, Alan, Alan Rickman took his job very seriously oh, yeah. as an actor. And he's classically trained, and he should take it seriously. He's very talented. Yeah. Um, but Tim Allen was very comedic, was, by the seat yeah. of your pants, yeah, way yeah. more relaxed in his approach to things. Mm-hmm. So they, there was a lot of conflict there. But it, it was, you know, trying to convince this alien race that we don't have this technology. Yeah, we're like, any of real. this, none of yeah. it's real. We're actors. And he's like, what? He's like, what? We pretend. We lied. We lied. And they're like, ah. Like, no, why would you lie to he's us? He's like, but why? So sad. He's yeah. a good job. Yeah. Enrico uh, Colin Tony. Sorry. Colin Tony. Yeah. He was on. He was on. Just shoot me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played played Elliot. Yeah. And then he was on Veronica Mars, where he played the dad. Yeah. I don't know. Some dad Mars. <laughs> anyway, he's he's he actually he he's the one that improvised the way they spoke mm-hmm. for for the the, the aliens. Yeah, because the, the, the aliens, aliens, they have that weird, weird, unique way of the speaking. Cadence, the, cadence the cadence was slightly So Enrico, off. during his audition, the last thing he did is like, I think I know what they want to sound, what, I want, what they should sound like. And he's like, yes. Yeah. He's like, he got the job because I was like, because he actually had like. We need your got, help. And he's like, we need your help. He's like, this is so weird. And they walked like marionettes, like puppets. You watch them walk because they walk with their hands on their knees or whatever like that. And they laugh like, ah, ah, it's funny because they're like squid people anyway. So yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's, but we forgot our, that's, that's, that's how they wrote it off. It's like, they have like little, you know, phase things that make mm. us not look like what we were supposed to actually look like. Cause that stuff looks great though. Yeah. The squid stuff looks great. Yeah. And then at the end, uh, Fred gets with the female squid lady yeah. <laughs> and she's like Jane Doe. Cause yeah. oh yeah, but they did the movie. I don't even know why they did it. Cause because they actually had fun and they worked together again. Yeah. They were they was, working as a team. But they ended up bringing the show back after being off the air for 20 years or whatever like that. Yeah. And then uh, Jane, Doe, Jane Doe, the character, the Laurie or whatever like that, mm-hmm. is is on the show with Fred. And yeah. Like a love interest, which is weird. And then Guy Fleegman, you learn his last name. That's his the best part. Is like, What's my last name? Cause he, cause Sam he, Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Guy Fleegman becomes like Sheriff Brock. Yeah, he's the plucky not sheriff, comedy not sheriff. Relief, he's, he's, he's a security, he's a security officer. officer. He ends up being the security officer. But the thing is, security officers do die. If you watch the first season of, of TNG, yeah. they killed off security officers. That's because she wanted to leave. So die. might not be killed off on the show written-wise unless yeah. something happens. But Famous Twitter feud. Yeah, yeah. with the guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's <laughs> really funny. Put him on blast. He's like, you don't know. <laughs> you know. He's like, that's the last show. You said, like, no, it wasn't. The last one we saw was this one. <laughs> You don't know what we're talking about. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. There was a Twitter feud between Tasha Yar and the director of TNG. Was it the director? Or Not was a director. It? No, one no, of the producers, a, I think. One of the producers. Might have been Bergman. Yeah. About when she left, because yeah. they did not leave on happy I think terms. I think, I think, yeah, and basically, 
the the producer or whatever like that said like it made it seem like it was a mutual leaving and everything was great and then it's like oh no oh no it, it was, was my last not. day you grabbed my combat said you won't be needing this anymore and just pulled it right off like rude rude people yeah but yeah because i don't know why she left because maybe she wanted to do no, some she left because she felt there was no character development and that there wasn't a lot of opportunity for character development if she waited like a year okay it yeah but at the but then time, she wouldn't have been like one of the best episodes though which yeah. is uh okay if you guys watch TNG after listening to this podcast, that is the next generation of Star Trek, the first two seasons are really rough. Okay, There's some good second season episodes. There's, there's a couple good episodes in the early seasons, but it took them a while to find their footing. And there was yeah, a lot wait, of... Had to wait for What's-His-Face to die, too. Issues with the writing. There's a lot of issues with the interrelationships. Um, Who's the guy that created it? Roddenberry. Roddenberry. Gene Roddenberry. Gene Roddenberry. He, yes. he was horrible before he died, so he, he, he would take well, the scripts, rewrite them, and change them and everything. Basically what happened is he had total control of the original Star Trek, and it was going really well. People yeah. loved it. And Five then they years. were going to make movies, yeah. and so he was like, this is awesome. I get to make more money and movies. Nope. And then They're like, nope, you're not going to be part like, of the movies. We're going to give you some money, but no, you don't get to handle anything on the movies. So he so. was completely stripped of all creative power. So mm-hmm. when he brought in the TNG, he wanted to control everything everything like every single thing yeah and the thing is he kind of sucked at stuff like sets or effects or well yeah they would just like we're outside now yeah and it's and like we're on a different planet like, we're on a different planet make the sky a different color yeah, it's fine it's like, yeah. you know if you watch the original star trek there are no windows because he didn't know how to make it look like they were in space but so, so you know he was trying to control everything and it wasn't going well and so it took until about season three before it became a really yeah that's show. where it really picks up yeah but yeah, this is actually, we're going to probably watch it later. You're not going to like it. But Red Letter Media did a everything wrong with Star Trek. As a, I like as, Red Letter Media. Uh, he's doing his Mr. Plinkett voice, so it's kind of annoying. Oh, okay. And he's talking the entire time. He's like, okay, it's like, look, at all, like look the, at all the wrong, wrong things I don't like the Mr. Wrong. Plinkett voice yep, that much. It's, yep. it's, a little, it's a little grating. I find yeah, it a little irritating. It is irritating. But it's not like uh, the other guy. I know. It's supposed to be a little irritating. It's supposed to be also... funny, though. It's like 29 minutes of... Like here's Schmutz. Here's like there is there's what I really notice is like the first season. There's a couple scenes with uh, Brent Spiner who played mm-hmm. Data. His left eye is severely irritated oh. in different episodes. I don't know if yeah. he was like allergic to the paint first off or something. Yeah. Like that, but I was just, just like, like because I've never noticed well. that. They just showed it. I was like whoa because because you because what happened because in 1987. They didn't expect everything to be in high definition and like 4K yeah. quality or 8K quality. This was you know? back in 87 and, 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 it, and it was 87. Everything was shot in 4x3. Mm-hmm. So everything's cropped off. And so yeah. it's like, oh, there's a there's a stand in the shot. Just leave it. If there's, just leave if there's it. fine. The floor, you can see the floor now. The floor is dirty. Like, why is the floor dirty? You can see the screws where the panels the just screw, <laughs> screwed, screwed the, in. The glass, the, yeah. Like, this glass panel like, is clearly just like, plastic. There's one where Whoopi Goldberg is supposed to press the buttons on the table. She doesn't even press the buttons. Yeah, she's not even pressing like, anything. You can see her go. She just like, it's like, really? Commit. Commit. But it's pretty funny. No. And again, this is all wrapped together because Galaxy Quest is it's a, it's playing homage to the, the Star Trek culture. Mm-hmm. There's there's a great documentary about Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Where it's like an hour long and talk came out a couple years ago, and it it's awesome too. It's just like there's a cult following of this. Mm-hmm. People people enjoy it because it blends of comedy, a, sci-fi, adventure. Yeah. It's all well done. It's a done. fun show. It's a fun. Oh, show. well done. There's not a whole lot of fun movies anymore. They're all too serious. Yeah, everybody's so serious. I don't know. Barbie movie was fun. I guess. I did not see Oppenheimer yet, though. I need to see Oppenheimer. I don't want to watch Oppenheimer. Why? Well, you don't want to hear about mathematicians? That's not what it's t- about. I can tell you all about Stanislaw Ulam. I don't know who that is. It's a mathematician. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> How about Feynman? 
No. You still don't know Feynman? We had this fight earlier. No, but I know who that is. You know who Oppenheimer? I know who Oppenheimer is. You've heard of Oppenheimer? Okay. Yeah. He and said, he said, what he say is like, I am death or something like that. Yeah. I, I become have become death. death. Yep. Yeah. Actually, it was Stanislaw Ulam. He's, he's the one that said it? No. Oh. He, he's the man that made it happen. Oh. He's the mathematician that came up with the theory to make the whole thing actually work. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, we totally forgot about Sigourney Weaver, Ghostbusters, Alien. Yeah. So it's funny that she's like this, this, this badass you know, sci-fi uh, woman, and then she's like, oh, you're just going to play the, the communication stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean... Th- that they did that on purpose. A... Like, I don't yes. even know. Uh, she's got fake boobs in the show. Yes. And, f- and a fake wig. Yes. I mean, in the show, they did that for... It's like, yeah, they did that awesome. on purpose. No, but she's she... awesome. As, as, yeah, Sigourney as... Weaver's an amazing actress and yeah. a beautiful woman and yeah. clearly very fit if you ever watch the Alien movies. Well, yeah, um, that was the 70s, too. So she's like 30 yeah. years old. Yes. Because she's like 75 so, now. Yeah. <laughs> so she, in Galaxy Quest, in the Star Trek, uni- well, especially in the original Star Trek, if you watch the original Star Trek, women were wearing mini skirts all the time. That was Gene Roddenberry's that was, doing. That was Gene wanted, Roddenberry. He wanted back to like the 60s. And they're yeah, like, what he, are you doing? He, he liked women in mini that's skirts. What, that's, that's what he was doing. There's no character development for the doctor. Yeah, there was mom, no character development. Or, or really development Troy. For the women. There's a couple of Troy, but then it's like, and then they bring in Dr. Pulaski the second season. Yeah. We'll go off topic. We need to go back. Okay. <laughs> so basically, Sigourney Weaver's character is an homage to the fact that women were yeah. depicted eye candy. as eye candy and not given a lot of character development and not given very serious jobs, even though they had quote unquote serious jobs. Because, like, director of communication is a very serious job. I think, just, I think we just call him communications officer, but that's okay. But communications officer. <laughs> if, communications true. officer, when you're communicating with alien species, would be significantly important. But, you know, for Sigourney Weaver, it just meant repeat what the computer says. And so it was kind of a, a running gag. What was one of my favorite scenes, too? Uh, was it like the dinner scene where they're eating mm-hmm. food and they all get what they're known for the show? And then uh, Alan Rickman's character, Dr. Lazarus, gets a bunch of uh, like ticks, yes. blood ticks or something like that. Because it. it's, it's so gross. But you're like, that's exactly what would happen. Because that's what would happen. This is what we show you're eating. So it's like, oh, steak. It's like, this tastes so, like Omaha so, beef or whatever. So like the that. alien species wanted to make their favorite meals, favorite meals from based on what it would have been in Galaxy Quest, the TV show. Yeah. And since Alan Rickman's character was an alien, he would eat weird alien food. Yeah. And I think they really did a good job on uh, the makeup on his head. They did. Because that was one of the things they said. They said that, that was one of my favorite scenes, too, with Alan Rickman, where he's carrying this little scanner device, and they're looking for the uh, Dyson Sphere. Mm-hmm. And he he's stops in the middle of his walking and then he realizes he's holding the device upside down and he turns around and he goes the other way and one of these fellow actors is like man you had all that stuff on your head I thought you were, <laughs> thought you were smart for a minute oh <laughs> yeah that's right I totally forgot okay. about that you're a little wilder <laughs> I thought you were smart <laughs> who said that that was uh, is, what's Tom Laredo so yeah Darryl Tommy Laredo Daryl Dar- Dar- Mitchell's character Daryl Mitchell yeah, yeah Daryl Mitchell said that only he didn't say stuff oh okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's some great moments to give Savile Rockwell with his, his um. I don't know because yeah, because he plays the plucky comic relief. Yeah. So he says the ending in the movie. Tony Shalhoub says that. Tony Shalhoub says that to him because he's like, I, I, I can, I can distract him, you know, because I'm a nobody. I'm a it's, nobody. I'm gonna die anyway. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. no, 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 maybe, maybe you're just the plucky comic relief. Besides, I got an idea. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> and he goes, what are you stoned? And that's what I was like, <laughs> that's, like, that's, yes. that's what he goes, yes, to do it totally. <laughs> he's like, I got it. Yeah. But yeah. It's like, all over the place. Uh, we did an episode, da-da-da. Wait, but I died! Yes. Was, <laughs> we did an episode, and I died. It's like, shh, before the things kill Guy. We gotta get out of it before one of those things kills Guy. I thought that Guy, I thought I did think when I was growing up, I thought Guy was a weird name, that somebody would just be named Guy. 
I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you gave him like a I, guy. I've met people named Guy. I've never met anyone in my life named Guy. I have. You know weird people. Yes, I do. I meet more people than you. That's probably true. Yes. Okay. What else we got? Is that it? That's pretty much it, right? Yeah, it's a very fun movie. Yeah. Uh, they they end up landing back on Earth and restarting the the show. The show after saving the world because after saving the world they activate Omega thirteen and it does go back in time thirteen seconds to stop General Saris from killing everybody on the ship. Yeah. What did you What did you think about the explosion when he died though at the end? Because it was like firework-y. Like did they does like like was a budget reasons why did it blow up that way? Or because, or because of the weapon, was, because the weapon they used, that's what happens. How you explode? I, I thought that was intentional because the type of weapon they would have used for the Galaxy Quest TV show would have done a special effect similar to that. That's what you think. That makes sense. Yeah. See? Like so I know good. you complain a lot about the Star Trek TV show. Once you learned that the beam me up was just uh, water, glitter, water, and water. glitter. It's pretty lame, man. Like now you can't unsee that. And every time you watch Star Trek and they do the they still beaming do that. people, well, transporting now it's, now people. it's CGI, but now it's CGI. But, but back like, in TNG... the 80s and 90s when we started watching it, yeah. it was suspended glitter in water. It looks cool, though. It does. Like, it looks really cool. Yep. It had a little sound effect. Yeah. They have the same lightning effect anytime anybody yeah. gets electrocuted. Kevin McDonald from the Kids of the Hall is the MC at the end of the movie. Which I think that's funny. I was like, it's yeah. weird that he's in there. Nice little cameo. Yeah. People are like, who's that? Oh, that's the guy from Kids in the Hall. Reintroduces everybody and then they bow at uh, Brandon. Yeah. I, I, that's one of my favorite scenes, though, too, is when he, like, he's going outside to, 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 I don't know what you call it, direct in the spaceship because mm-hmm. it's coming in too fast yeah. or whatever like that. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, his, and his mom's like, at least he's going out of the house. Like, he's like, at least he's outside. Yeah, be heading back for dinner. Or when or when they're doing the the, the sequence, that's a, it's a major, like, um, adrenaline type deal. Because yeah. he could die because he read because he had to take out the garbage. Yes. And he's like, and then he like, goes, like, Mom, you have no idea real deal. <laughs> Brandon, where are you? Brandon, can you hear us? And he's, like, he's like, running he's outside trying to take out the garbage. Yeah. And the mom's like, don't forget the recycling. Because like, he, he put him in the same, um, same bin where they should have been separated out. It's like, oh, ah. because you don't know the severity of the situation. <laughs> Mom, you don't understand how important what I'm doing right now. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> She's like, take out the garbage. Yeah, it's, it's your like, job. Do it. He's like, oh. That's just a really it's hard a, to be a teenager. It's really yeah, <laughs> it is. It's really good um, writing. It's funny. Yeah. Of, I think I think that's what I think a lot of shows do that now. I'm pretty sure like the Orville that uh, Seth MacFarlane did was more like Galaxy Quest because it had yeah. comedy mixed into the sci-fi yeah. and adventure, and then the dramatic stuff too. So, mm-hmm. but still, it's a good movie. And I didn't, me and my dad did not expect it to be as funny as it was when we yeah. left the theater. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good it's a good movie. So we recommend Galaxy Quest. Yeah. It was fun any, to watch. Any fan of like sci-fi or want to know what the culture is like for like Star Trek conventions? Trekkies. Trekkies. Trekkies is a, is a really weird documentary too. If you haven't seen that, there's two of them now. There's Trekkies yeah. too, where it's like 10 years after the first one because the first one was made in the 90s. And that was one of the things that Galaxy Quest liked is that they uh, the, they, they used some of the Trekkies as, as for the writing they did. That's, yeah. why, that's why the fan conventions made so much sense and that's why they were honorable. Like, it's just like how it is. Yeah. It's like, yeah they that's they what, were true to their audience. Yeah, that's what they wanted. That's what they did. Is that all I got? That's, all, that's I got. all I got. That's all I got, too. Well, all right. thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about Galaxy well, Quest. Yeah, if you've seen it, what's your favorite scene? Yeah, watch it and tell us what your favorite scene is. Favorite character or what or whatnot. What, what you didn't like, what you did like. Yeah. yeah. Just comment us. Love to hear from you guys. All right. Peace, Peace out. out.